Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. When you drive the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among all brands in the J.D. Power 2022 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Study based on 2019 models. See JDPower.com slash awards for 2022 details. Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir only on LA Talk Radio. Hello there, and welcome to All Things Therapy. I am happy to be with you today, wherever you are listening or watching from. Hello to those of you on Facebook Live right now. Um, I I just had a brain fart. Wow. Um, I feel a little spacey today. I'm wondering if anyone else out there is feeling a little spacey. I've been a little distracted in general this week, and I just want to own that in case, in case that happens again, when I lose my train of thought. But um, I want to welcome you to the show. I have a special guest today, Helen Denham, who has had me on her podcast called The Lifted Podcast. I'm going to tell you more about her in just a few minutes. I want to direct you to my website, nolatherapy.com, if you're interested in working with me as your healing practitioner. I've been doing Zoom and FaceTime and Skype therapy for over 10 years, way before the pandemic. And um, I find that people really enjoy the comfort of their homes. So please reach out wherever you are if you're interested in that, as well as I have an online class called Empowerment, I-N-Powerment, which really is about sourcing from within ourselves. And these are 20 specific psycho-spiritual tools that I've used in my own life. They're things like meditation, creating a morning routine, 
using a pendulum, which I have right here. I'm usually always wearing my pendulum to confirm yes and no type questions that I have. I have a video. They're all three to seven minute videos. The creation of an altar, why you might want to create an altar in your home or office, as well as books that I really love and practitioners that I've learned from. That is all at nolatherapy.com as well as links to order my book having to do with healing our deepest core wounds through astrology, empathy, and self-forgiveness endorsed by His Holiness, the Dalai Lama. And that is available wherever books are sold. And I just invite you to go check that out as well as follow me on social media at NOLA Therapy on Facebook and Instagram and on YouTube. And if you like audiobooks, not everyone, I was talking to a client yesterday who's going through a loss and reading for her just doesn't feel easy to do because she's so distracted right now. So my book is on Audible. If you enjoy audiobooks, I am the narrator. Audible also sponsors this podcast. So as my listener, they will give you a free audiobook download, whether it's mine or someone else's, to try them out. Simply go to audibletrial.com forward slash all things therapy. And if you enjoy streaming music, who doesn't? Amazon Music is one of my sponsors as well. And right now they will give you three months of streaming music free to download over 70 million songs as my listener by going to getamazonmusic.com forward slash ATT. And if you do want to do therapy, but finances are an issue for you, one of my long-term sponsors is BetterHelp.com. I have been a therapist for them, and they are a HIPAA-compliant and secure, super affordable therapy platform providing video and phone sessions through their platform. They will give you 10% off as my listener, so check them out at BetterHelp.com forward slash ATT, which stands for All Things Therapy, and they can help you with a host of issues, anxiety, depression, whatever you're going through. I really recommend them as as an alternative uh, to therapy than a private practitioner. So again, betterhelp.com forward slash ATT. Okay, now onto my guest segment. So Helen Denham is with us today, and she is a singer, a writer. She's a blogger a Reiki level two healer and the podcast host of the lifted podcast that I mentioned earlier and her mission and purpose through her show and her work has to do with exploring consciousness and holistic healing and how to help us become our very best and authentic selves. If you want to subscribe to her email list, every Sunday you get this great self-care Sunday newsletter that I've been enjoying and you can find her and sign up for that at HelenDenham.com, D-E-N-H-A-M is Helen Denham. And you can follow her on Spotify, on YouTube and Instagram. And I was just telling her before, I'm really loving her songs, especially Dark Water. Her songs are very soulful, very sexy, very dreamy and even electric and just smooth. Like I felt super relaxed. So Helen, I just want to welcome you and all of your gifts and talents to the show today. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much for that sweet introduction. I really appreciate that. Thank you. You're so welcome. How are you today? <laughs> I'm great. I'm in uh, Los Angeles. I was just telling you I'm in Calabasas outside at a cafe, just hanging out outside. So I'm in my happy place with my coffee. 
that's always a good thing to be in an environment that really speaks to your soul. Yes, I feel like I need to get out of the house at least once a day just to go sit and be around people outside and, you know, get in the fresh air. And so I don't know, I just love coffee shops. I love coffee shop culture. So you can always find me around here at one of these little coffee shops. You know, I agree with getting out every day for a bit of time. I find it so helpful to change our environment, to change Mm -hmm. our mindset. And I know that's something important to you, how to raise our vibration, change our mindset, the use of mindfulness. Where do you feel Mm -hmm. led to start with us today? Yeah, well, you know, I think for each and every person, there's an individual approach to how people, you know, come to this understanding of who they are and what their purpose in life kind of essentially is. And you can kind of discover that in so many different ways. Um, For me, I think the first time I went through this realization was when I was really pushed up against a wall. And I think a lot of people who have this quote unquote spiritual awakening, for lack of a better term, is when they're kind of pushed up against a wall. And for me, um, when I was a kid, I I had clinical depression when I was really, really young. Um, And finally, when I turned around 16 years old, I decided I wanted to get off my medication. Mm -hmm. And uh, it actually ran in my family. A lot of the women in my family, you know, from my mother, my grandmother, my great grandmother had all dealt with clinical depression. So I was in this belief system that it was something that I was just going to have to endure for my life. So Mm -hmm. I had that programming in me very young. Um, And when I finally decided to get off medication, I was like, all right, if I'm going to do this, I really am going to have to figure out ways and tools for myself to heal because I know that it's possible. Um, So it's, I mean, I kind of struggled with it for a minute, for a few years um, until I went to college and I met this wonderful guy who was one of my best friends and he introduced me to emotional freedom tapping technique. Oh, yeah. EFT. EFT. Yeah, tapping on the the meridians. Yes. And and for people who don't know what that is, it's basically a form of acupressure. So like acupuncture, the needles are placed in certain, you know, meridians on your face and your body to, uh, you know, activate certain points. Have many chakras all over. We don't just have, you know, the seven chakras. We've got chakras all over the place. Yes. So when we tap, we're tapping into these points. Um, And it's really, you know, kind of shadow work in essence. As you go through this tapping session, you're tapping on these meridians and you're speaking about what you're having issues with. And then you're raising your vibration essentially by speaking into existence the better feeling and allowing yourself to process that. So, you know, I'm kind of giving you a long-winded journey here, but EFT was a real like introduction for me. And then I was introduced to, you know, Abraham Hicks and Teal Swan um, were some of my first teachers. and. Abraham Hicks, I think, is an opening portal for a lot of people who start to understand that they are creating their own reality based on what they're paying attention to, which, you know, is basically law of attraction is, is what you're paying attention to consciously. And uh, ultimately, it was a matter of putting myself back into the driver's seat and saying, what am I paying attention to? Am I paying attention to self-harming behaviors? Am I, what media am I consuming? Uh, what's on my social media feed? What food am I eating? Uh, you know, who are the people I'm surrounding myself with? That's all a matter of attraction and it's creating the person who I am. So once I realized I was much more in control, you know, of my life than I had given myself credit for, it started to become almost like a game to me. Like, how can I create this, the best life I can possibly imagine and realize that, uh, I'm, I'm in the driver's seat. 
so I think when we talk about raising your vibration or having an awakening or whatever, it's, it's really when I think most people deal with this when they are at a really low point, when, you know, what I like to refer to as a magic dark, uh, when you're in this place of darkness and like you, you really can only go up and you start to grasp for things and you start to wiggle your way out. Um, yes. So personally, that for me, those were my kind of lead-ins there. And then it just grew from there. You know, I love so much of what you're saying, Helen, and I've really enjoyed your transparency on your blog where you talk about being as young as 12 and experiencing depression and feeling really separate from others. And I know how isolating that can feel at, at you know, when we feel like we're separate from and alone, it, it can be debilitating that that loneliness and, and sense of aloneness, which I've had to learn is an illusion that we are connected and we can reach out from within ourselves through like you're talking about changing our thoughts, changing our focus. And for me, Mm -hmm. Abraham Hicks as well has been a huge teacher to me as far as learning that I can change what I believe to be true about myself. I don't need anyone's permission. I used to somehow think I did. I needed others that I trust to agree and support me in that. But we only need to believe what it is that that we want for ourselves and really dare to imagine. For me, it's been more battling my internal limitations than I think anyone has ever put upon me. And I wonder if you, how much truth you found that in your own path. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I think, well, going back to originally kind of our original topic there too, is I think a lot of young women, especially in kids are dealing with depression and uh, really intense uh, mental health problems right now because of social media, a huge part of that. But um, I think the way that we're programmed, especially as young women, uh, as we look at magazines and, you know, Hollywood and all these, you know, Instagram accounts of people that are altering themselves, uh, it can be really hard to know who you are and like how you fit into everything and, um, you know, how to be in this natural state. So, I mean, I just kind of quickly wanted to mention that, that we've got a whole uh, systemic issue here with children and education. And and I think it's just so important that people have tools that they can go to now. Um, And one of my, you know, ways of of realizing that I, you know, I have power and I am, you know, I can be in alignment is to find people who are living how I want to live, you know, finding examples of people. So I, I think that's why I mentioned young kids and, and our influences. And, and as we go into adulthood as well, making sure that we're surrounding ourselves and we're curating an environment uh, with people and inspiration uh, with people that are showing us what is possible in the, in the best version. Like where could we be, you know, in a year or in five years. So yeah. I've been really intentional about actually researching people who are living examples of who I want to become eventually. And I think that's going to be a lifelong journey. But, you know, really, you were mentioning, you know, putting self-limiting, self-limitations on yourself. And I think the way to get through that is to find examples of people who are doing and who are behaving in a way that you envision yourself behaving. So what, I've, what I'll do is like, all right, say I have a goal for like the next six months. For example, I'm launching a course, which is actually going on pre-sale on Tuesday. So to get my confidence level up and my belief system in a place where I knew that it would be possible and that I was worthy of launching this, yes. I made a list of five other women who have already done this um, in similar ways and in their own authentic ways. 
you know, and I write down like, how did they do this from like point A to point B? Mm-hmm. Um, well, how do, how have they built their community? What are they teaching? Um, what have they done in their personal life to bring them to a point where they can actually do this? So yes. I think like giving ourselves examples of people who are, you know, leaders in our community can be really helpful. And that's why I say, you know, surround people that are high vibrational um, and, you know, people that are really inspiring to you is so important in curating your environment because they, they you're, you're going to become that, you know, you're going to become what you're consuming, who you're seeing, you know, who you're talking to. It is Helen. And one of the questions I kind of jotted down in talking to you had to do with, with your influences. And if you seek mentors as I have to, like you said, like you just so well described kind of model after, you know, if they can do it, I can do it and finding your own authentic path. And it sounds like that is a part mm-hmm. of your lifestyle as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I think I will always be seeking mentorship in one way or the other for my whole life. You know, that's how we grow. Um, for me personally, I take classes from people that I admire. You know, I take their courses. So one of the uh, memberships I'm enrolled in now is Lacey Phillips' uh, program called The Pathway. Okay. Uh, it's basically a subconscious kind of healing program where we do a lot of a lot of shadow work. And there's a lot of different, you know, modules in there from healing your inner child, um, you know, unblocking your money story. I think women in business is something I'm really interested in focusing on and, and empowering women to make money and know that they deserve to be abundant and wealthy and, yes. you know, releasing this taboo around making money, especially as women. Uh, I think when women who are in their power have access to wealth, they change the world for the Absolutely. better. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and it's been such a masculine thing for so long. And I, I really am so happy to see women rising in this way. Um, so I'm focusing a lot on that. I, uh, Natalia Benson is another coach that I, I look to a lot. who's wonderful. And she really focuses on women and money. Um, there's so many amazing people out there. Sahara Rhodes, I know, is doing a great program around your dharma, discovering your dharma and your purpose and uh, using Arita mixed in with that. So I'm so inspired by the women in our community in general. Um, so yeah, I'm always taking classes. I'm always trying to learn. Uh, there's always, you know, new things to learn about ourselves, which I think is the most fun about being a human is that we're just never at the end there. And that's exciting. It's so exciting. You know, Helen, I wanted to ask you about the role of music in your life and how that influenced your personal healing and the way that you approach healing with others and, and your inspiration to, to give in your own life. Yeah, you know, I mean, I I started by writing poetry when I was like in my teens, I think. And uh, it was a form of catharsis for me um, to just journal at least. And then poetry became became more of like a discipline. Like, how can I make my thoughts into, into, you know, art almost? Um, And I always loved singing. Um, I think making sound in general, like somehow activates us. I think, no, if you're a singer, quote unquote, or not, like, to sing is very healing, you know, like when we're in the car and we're blasting a good song that we love, like, yes. oh my God, it just gets you so energized and dance. I think music in general is so healing. So for me, it was more of a, a originally a form of catharsis. And then it turned into like, okay, how can I make this a discipline? How can I get better at this? Um, how can I connect with a community of artists and, you know, actually practice this? So yeah, music to me has always been a form of storytelling and like personal therapy. So everything I write is usually (laughs) pretty personal, even if it's years later and I'm reflecting back on a situation, 
um, I know that somebody else might be able to relate to that. So yeah, it's been a great form uh, of self-betterment for me in so many different ways. And I love, you know, practicing something where you can actually see yourself getting better. Like I know that if I rehearse, my voice is going to sound better. And I think that leads into every other aspect of my life. Uh, Practicing music helps me to be more disciplined in every other area. Like how you do one thing is how you do everything. So yeah, it's music hasn't been at the forefront of my mind recently, uh, but it will be this summer. So I go in and out of working on music as I feel called. Um, but it's, it's been such a fun part of my life. Yeah. You know, I wanted to ask you too about specific routines that you have, Helen, like, do you have a morning routine, a night routine? Just curious about what, how you set up your day for our yeah. listeners. Today. Oh, that's my favorite question to ask us on my podcast too. I always ask them because I'm fascinated by how people, you know, I am begin too. their days and their routines. Yeah. And I think having a routine is so, you know, important for us uh, because I think we're creatures of habit and like it gives us a sense of safety to be in routine. It like reduces our fight or flight response when we know and we can predict what our day is going to look like. Um, I mean, it's not so much that I have a very strict morning rising routine, but like on an ideal day, I would, I just get up and I drink a lot of water. I usually don't eat actually until like one o'clock. I do intermittent fasting. So I'm, I kind of keep my system pretty clear in the morning. I love to pull tarot cards and just kind of like set my intention that way. Um, I think when you're pulling tarot, like just asking the question gives you this idea of like, okay, what am I actually feeling? What do I actually need to work through today? And it gives you this connection to spirit in a way um, and helps you kind of break down what you're going through um, neurologically and spiritually. So I love to pull a little card and then I really just try to stand outside in the sun and take 10 deep breaths. Um, before I start running around like a crazy person, um, just to literally stand outside and soak in the sun. I don't know if uh, enough of us get like that vitamin D that we all need so much and to just breathe. Um, so I think that's really important. Um, and then my evening routine is I always just take about a 30 to 40 minute walk without my phone. It's like my, you know, my no phone time to just literally walk and think it's my, I walk and I think, and I just process, um, and I do, my sister and I always, you know, used to play this game together. We still do, um, called Rosebud and Thorn. And we talk about like the rose of our day. Like what was the highlight of our day? Um, what are we proud of ourselves for? Um, what are we looking forward to as our bud? Like, what are we so excited about that's coming? And then the thorn, like what's something that was difficult and what can you work on? So that's kind of my thought pattern, even by myself when I'm walking, I'm like, you know, how's everything going? Um, and, uh, I, I talk to myself too. I talk out loud to myself. I'm like, you know, I'm in conversation, yeah. you know, just processing and being like, what is going on? Um, so that's my time. And yeah, I mean, nothing super strict. I mean, a lot of people I interview have like very strict, like morning routines that last for like an hour. I've never really been that kind of person, but I do have a couple, you know, practices that put me, put me in, in tune. You know, I like what you're saying yeah. about about the walks you take every day without your phone. I read mm-hmm. an article years ago in Psychology Today having to do with the most successful entrepreneurs. Some of their greatest ideas came to them while they were walking or running. Yeah. And it's because walking and running is a meditative activity. It's a repeat thing where you do it without thinking. So it allows 
ideas to come up from the subconscious and become conscious. And one creator, in fact, scribbled something in Central Park in New York, like in the dirt, an idea that became like a multi-million dollar idea. And so, you know, and that made sense to me because I love walking too every day without a phone. And just like you said, being thoughtful or actually not being thoughtful, just allowing whatever that needs to come up, really trying to pay attention to the the trees, just be in the moment of my environment. And I find that just insights come up, like solutions arise. And even though they're not any, you know, like huge solutions I'm I'm seeking right now, just ideas or sparks or like confirmations. And so I'm curious what happens for you as well. Oh yeah. There's always some kind of breakthrough. Like as I've been building out this course, which is called uh, Cultivating Confidence, I, you know, there's eight modules in the course and uh, each module I've had to kind of design a new lesson plan. So as I walk, I'll have these like breakthrough ideas like, okay, this is how we're going to break down this module. This is what I'll say oh, in that's my awesome. welcome video. And like, it always comes during a walk. Um, absolutely. So I, I brainstorm the best like that. And, you know, going back to, you know, the, the fight or flight state, even mm-hmm. walking is a great way to get yourself out of fight or flight because walking or running literally gives you the the sensation that you're fleeing danger in yes. a way. And so much of our danger is like in our heads anyway. So that and drinking water, those two things really help us get into that state of relaxation and uh, so important. And I guess one other thing uh, regarding a, a routine is every single night I do a highest self visualization meditation for about an hour and that's how I fall asleep. Um, oh, wow. What because- is that about? It's, you know, it's using imagery uh, and visualization. And there's a little bit of a difference between imagery and visualization. Imagery really taps into everything from, so when you're imagining, so for example, in this meditation, I meet myself, um, you know, say in three years, I, I always. There was just a little glitch. Okay, Helen is frozen right now for the moment. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. One of the issues of technologies when this happens. I can hear you now. Yeah, I can hear you. You my background. Okay. <laughs> Can you start over with what that you were, I heard, last thing I heard you say was imagery is different than visualization. Yeah. Yeah. So imagery just uses like so much more of uh, experiential uh, sensation, basically. So when you're visualizing yourself, for example, I always envision myself about five years from now, mm. I'm always meeting myself at a coffee shop in Paris wearing a very specific outfit. And I sit down with myself 
as I am now and I meet wow. my future self and I ask her, I say, what, what's your day look like? What are you doing? Uh, and I ask her, you know, what meetings are you having? Where are you going today? Are you dating somebody? Like, what, what does your life look like? And every yeah. night it's a little bit different, um, but I, I form this very specific idea of who I'm going to be, um, you know, become. And, uh, and, and speaking of imagery, it, you want to get really specific. So like, what do you smell? Like, how does the air smell? What do you taste? What kind of coffee are you drinking? Um, you know, how, how does the air feel on your skin? How, how are you feeling emotionally? Um, and, and if you can get into that emotional response, it's super powerful. Yeah. Um, so Joe Dispenza talks a lot about this as well. Yeah. And he, one of my favorite stories is his original story of healing himself after a car accident. He had this crazy spine injury and it visualized his spine, you know, completely binding again and healing his spine. He walked out of there uh, probably a month later, a healed person because of very specific visualization. And I absolutely believe that we can control ourselves. And uh, as we speak to ourselves and we speak to our bodies and work in tandem with that, um, we can completely create our realities. And uh, I think we can heal ourselves from just about anything, any disease. And it's really scientifically based. This is not so woo-woo and crazy out there anymore. It's like science is really backing this. Um, And I'm trying to remember, I think it's psychoneuromuscular response or something, but uh, it's something that I'm studying in this behavioral change course that I'm taking. Um, it's, It's basically an understanding, a theory that if you practice something in your mind uh, very specifically, uh, you're, you're basically training your muscles in real time. So for example, a pianist rehearsing for a piano recital, if they rehearse how they're playing that piece in their minds, it's as effective as actually rehearsing because their finger muscles are respond, responding to the neurotransmitters, like giving them messages. So with powerful imagery, as you can imagine yourself, like playing the piano, for example, or, you know, doing anything that you're working on, you're literally training yourself and you're giving yourself that practice um, and creating that. So I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but I think imagery is incredibly powerful um, and very scientifically based, you know, which I'm fascinated by how we're, you know, evolving as humans and, and how our understanding is so different than it was 50 years ago, even, you know, like people yes. we're capable of so much more than we know. And we're only just touching the tip of the iceberg. Like there's something like that there's like only 10% of our DNA unlocked. Like, I don't really know how to comprehend what that even means, but it just gives you an idea of how powerful we truly are and how little we've truly unlocked in our human experience. Helen, I feel like, yeah, the tangent was actually quite connected to everything we've been talking about. And I as well, I'm really interested in the science of mind and, and how to use more of my mind to create the life that I want to live, the things I want to experience, the people I want to reach. And I don't know if you know of the book by Ernest Holmes that he wrote in the 20s called The Science of Mind, talking oh. about the power of our mind to create like Joe Dispenza does and kind of the pre-quantum science writers that knew about this ability that we have as humans to tap into a realm of energy that exists Mm. and it's operating whether we know it or not. It just helps our lives become more easy once we do have an awareness and start 
harnessing. And like you said, through visualization and speaking out, like I've started to send every cell in my body, love and healing, just flooding it with, you know, um, like strength and just really consciously thinking about myself, which I've never really thought of before at that level and just energy there, like you were just talking about. And I'm excited to see what will come as a result because these people have seen powerful results. Like you mentioned, Joe Dispenza. And it's a matter Mm -hmm. of just, I told myself, I'm just going to try it for 30 days. And for anyone listening, if it sounds so out of bounds, try it for 30 days. And I know you talk in your work about, how we can change our mindset and our behaviors. And I wondered if you, you'd share some of what that's meant for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's brilliant that you use the 30-day, you know, uh, segment there. And, and I, I think in the same terms, you know, I don't set like huge goals anymore that are like a year or two out. I work in much smaller segments now. So I have a like a, a board. I just have this like white board and I have six sticky notes on one side. So it's my three to six month goal board that, you know, things that are very realistic and possible. Um, And as I complete them, I move the sticky note to the other side. So I always am looking at this board. I'm very visual like that, but it's just six things, you know, that I'm planning on accomplishing, you know, between three to six months. And I think always having that in my line of sight, like every time I'm in my room, I'm looking at that board. um, And I just try to focus on one sticky note at a time and move them over. Um, But I do, I mean, I have this kind of idea of my five year, like, where am I in five years? But I do think that like thinking too far out, like makes us feel like not connected to it in a way. So I think setting like short term goals is is a lot more powerful. Um, You know, and I think in terms of changing your mindset, you really have to be willing to be super honest about yourself and where your strengths and weaknesses are. Um, you know, and be very, be willing to hold yourself accountable. So I think journaling is amazing for that and checking in with yourself every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think a good example of this is people just trying to get healthy or lose weight or whatever. I'm specifically yeah. just trying to get stronger right now and just make sure that I'm exercising enough every day and eating really well. And I've all, you know, I've been saying I want to do this and get to a certain uh, state of physicality that I'm really happy with. But it wasn't until recently when I actually was like, okay, I'm going to hold myself accountable. I write it down every day. I track everything that I'm actually starting to see change. So I think there's a a level of accountability that people have to be willing to take on to actually see change um, and just get super honest with yourself and look in the mirror and say, who do I want to become and how do I get to that space? Yes. And going back to finding people that inspire us and Lacey Phillips calls these people expanders, which I think is a brilliant term. Oh, finding your that. expanders, finding three people um, who, ha- who are similar to you, who have accomplished what you want to accomplish and break it down. How did they do it? Um, you know, and make a plan for yourself and commit to something. Um, changing your behavior is, is not necessarily easy, um, but I think it just takes committing to it, but being very specific and detailed about it, like actually writing it down and checking in with yourself every day and creating a plan that's not too far-fetched. Like, you know, I want to be at this point within two months. It's very doable. Um, Yeah. And I think, and compassion comes into that and mindfulness. So just being with yourself in silence and taking that time to go inward and and ask yourself why, why do you even want to accomplish what you want to accomplish? Is it for you or is it because society is setting a specific standard that, you know, you're trying to morph into like, 
getting quiet and really getting to know yourself and asking yourself why you want to accomplish that. What does that mean for you? How is your life going to change? Um, and what do you need to do to get there? I love so, those. Yeah. It measurable and observable, I hear. And, and being accountable and building in even accountability partners. Do you ever do that? Somebody you can check in with to kind of help you until your habits become more solid even? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and sometimes that's hard for me because I'll try to get a buddy on it with me and then one person falls off track right. and it's like, you know, I I'm, I think I do better by like actually following Instagram pages that are inspiring me. You know, like yeah. if I'm trying to like get in shape or like, you know, run a certain amount, like I'm following Instagram pages that are inspiring me to do that where I can say, oh, they're doing it. I can do it too. You know, yes. so it doesn't even have to be like a specific friend. You can join a Facebook group community, like find your people and like find a way of, of, of holding yourself accountable and like give yourself a, a treat, you know, not a what, like a food treat, but like an experience. Like um, I love taking road trips and going on camping trips to like Joshua Tree or Big Sur. Oh, yeah. So, you know, as I complete, you know, parts of, you know, if I complete a task related to my podcast or my course or music, I give myself a re- reward for accomplishing that. Um, and I let myself take a trip for a few days or something, something I can look forward to. So. I think positive reinforcement is really powerful there as well. I think so too. You know, tell us more about the Lifted podcast. When did you start it? Yeah, you know, I started it about just over a year ago. And uh, this was my way of finding mentorship in a way. You know, I was listening okay. to so many wonderful other podcasts and uh, I was hearing these guests come on and I was like, I wish I could ask them even deeper questions and go even farther with them. I was like, how can I do that? Um, and I love speaking. I love, you know, the, the medium of audio. So I was like, I'm just going to start this. I'm going to book these guests that I want to learn more from and just yes. ask them the questions that I want to know. Like, this will be my mentorship. So it was kind of like a selfish thing, you know, to just learn more from these people. And then I could share it. And I have learned so much from people. Uh, I mean, the, the guests I've had on have just had incredible stories. I really try to book people, you know, that have overcome something difficult and have overcome it in a specific way um, and are using a specific format, whether it's sound healing or, you know, behavior change specialist or like you working with Chiron or human design, like people that are specifically tapped into healing modalities that have helped them overcome something big and are good storytellers. I love to listen to people with good stories. So And it's also been a great lesson for me in consistency, you know, getting to a point where I could put it out every single Wednesday was a big deal for me. You know, I used to be doing it like, oh, when I could book a guest, I'd try to do it like once every couple of weeks. But in the past eight months, I finally got it up to like every single Wednesday, which was a breakthrough for me. And I think very important for me going forward, like as I learn how a business works and, and how to work for myself, kind of making sure that I can be consistent. So that yeah. has been a big lesson there. Um, yeah, and the season's just on hold while I launch my course, and then it will come back on May 19th. So in about three weeks, we'll do season three. That's awesome. Yeah, yep. I find similarly, Helen, the accountability, the choosing, because nobody's making us do this. We're choosing to be podcast hosts. And for yep. me, 2021, March, made five years of continuous Thursday episodes. And it's like, wow, mm. I never thought this would be going on so long and how much I've learned and the people that I've met like you and others that I never would have had access to if I didn't have this platform to reach out and invite, invite you on to talk about your life and your beliefs. And I've learned 
and grown so much as a person that is exponential. Had I not chosen yep. to be a podcast host, it's like one of my favorite things I've ever done. And I still get nervous and I still sometimes don't want to do it. And, you know, I'd rather go like Wednesdays, I'm home because I want to be prepared for Thursday and feel my best. So there's been some, I guess, sacrifice and air quotes, but it's really, it's really been more benefit than any sacrifice because I feel so happy after this 45 minutes. I feel like I'm living my purpose. Do you feel yes. that as well? Oh, yes. And I love what you just said about like getting yourself a little uncomfortable. My aunt yeah. always used to say to me, like, do something that scares you every day because that yeah. builds confidence. It builds confidence. It and does. that's why I'm launching a confidence course is because I want to enable people to push themselves a little bit to the edge because you only grow when you're a little uncomfortable. Um, and of course, I get intimidated by some of the guests, not intimidated really, but nervous. Like I want to, yeah. I want them to like me. I'm a human of being. Course. So, I mean, as yeah. I'm preparing to interview some people that are like, I really look up to it's a great chance for me to overcome that fear. And then when the interview is complete, I can be like, whoa, I did it. I did it. And like, it really boosts my confidence. So I think I would just encourage anybody listening, like, just do it. Just do something that scares you a little bit. And we, we need to like release this need for permission to do anything anymore either. Like that's been something really big for me too, is like, what is stopping me from doing what I want to do? Like, who yes. am I trying to get permission from? And realizing that the only person I need permission from is myself, you know, and raising my level of self-worth to a point where I know I can do it and I'm comfortable doing it. And I think that's so much of what holds people back is like, oh, I'm not at a place yet where I can do this or like, I'm not good enough. I'm not enough. Like this narrative around I'm not enough, um, uh, is something so important to overcome because that's the only thing that's holding us back from doing what we want to do. Um, and just do it and like, do it not perfect. Like, it's okay. When I started this podcast, oh my God, I was just thinking about this. Like the first person I interviewed was Sarah Delane. She's so wonderful. Love her. Um, I sent her like a Google doc with like 50 questions trying to prepare for this interview. I like completely overdid it. Um, the sound quality wasn't great. Like it was just so goofy. And now I'm at a point where I'm super streamlined. Like I, I'm like super, I'm in my process. It's like bam, bam, bam. Like my process is cut down like by hours and it's just natural. Like that's just the, the progress of it. And it's really beautiful to look back on like how much I've grown and you just have to be willing to t- take that leap and do it imperfectly. Um, you yes. know, and that, that takes a little courage, but it's so worth it. And it's, it's wonderful to look back and be like, okay, I grew a lot in the past year. <laughs> I'm like completely different with my format and it will just get better from here. You know, and I like when you just said that with your first guest, you were so prepared. And I, I found that that's key, that those 50 questions, it shows you care that, yeah. that you really wanted to show up with all, with even too much information. Yeah. And now you don't need to be that meticulous because it flows more easily. One of the things that I, yeah. for me, I feel comfortable and confident when I am prepared. Like even today, I felt a little spacey, but I'm prepared. I have things I wanted to ask you and note. So I'm not, you know, having to pull out of the ether. I, like I have yeah. some direction until I feel more now like grounded as we've been talking. And so, and, and I like when you said also that we think I'll do this when, and I find that the wind never gets here. It's like, just fucking do it. You know, as you are, who you are, you're going to figure it out along the way, just like you did, just like I did. And each time we show up, it really is a commitment to ourselves and the universe, like demonstrating our commitment to growth, to success, 
to to you know changing consciousness and and connecting with others and it doesn't matter if we're not perfect whatever that even means we're showing up so yes I'm so glad you have been showing up oh thank you yeah absolutely I mean I mean, I keep coming back to this course because it's been a huge lesson for me. It's very ironic that I'm launching a confidence course, but I've had to build my self-confidence to even get to a point of launching it. Yes. Can you share some of us about how you found your confidence in the last part of our show and about your course so listeners can sign up? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was, I, I know that I have overcome depression like we were talking about. I've gone through every eating disorder you can imagine, like every kind of tendency of self-harm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, and I look back and I have overcome that um, to a degree that I'm so proud of. And um, I had very specific tools that helped me through that from EFT, like we were talking about, to mindfulness meditations, to higher self visualizations, um, you know, to affirmations that are really specific and, and curated for myself and what I need. Um, to rituals, like sacred rituals to connect yes. with spirit, connect with our ancestors. I love that you were talking about creating an altar in the, in the beginning of the show as well. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I want to be able to share this with people because a year ago or two years ago, I needed this course and I would have bought this course. So I made it for the person who was me like a couple of years ago. Um, it's kind of like a go-to spiritual tool belt, if you will. With eight modules, you know, very specific and tangible practices that people can use to shift into the next best version of themselves. And my hope is that people can have it, you know, all the time. So like you can recycle this content and and come back to it every time you're ready to up level. Um, But it did take me up leveling myself to get to this point where I'm like, okay, I can do this. I'm allowed to launch this course. I don't need to be some like very successful guru or whatever, like. It's just a matter of like, I've grown and I've overcome this and I can help somebody else overcome this and realizing that that was enough. And if I can help one person, that's enough. Yeah. Uh, and it also comes down to business, like being okay with asking for money in exchange for this, um, for the, you know, it's my gift to offer. And I, and I think that's something big that everybody can realize, like, it's okay to make money and to like live in your authentic code and your blueprint and do what makes you really happy. So it was a lot of unraveling there. So yeah, the pre-sale is going to go on starting this Tuesday on the 27th. It okay. will, pre-sale will be on. It'll be $77 for pre-sale for two weeks. And then the course goes officially live. Um, I think it's on the 19th. Uh, I'm sorry, May 11th, May 11th. Uh, it actually goes live and everybody's in. So it's getting closer and it'll be great. I'm very excited. So thank you for asking me about that. You're welcome. Congratulations on launching this. Thank you. Yep. And is it available through HelenDenham.com? Is that the best yep. place for listeners to go to? Yeah, go to HelenDenham.com um, and you'll see it. I'll, I'll put the link up for the course going live on Tuesday. Everything okay. will be up on Tuesday and you'll just see a link that says course and you can click on that. You'll learn all about it. Um, and it'll take you through what's going to be available, but that'll be live on the website on Tuesday for pre-sale. Yeah. Okay. This is excellent. And it's definitely, you're somebody who's done your work and you lead by example, which I think makes such a strong message and messenger when we're really living what we've had to learn or what we've chosen to learn. Mm, Yeah. Thank you for saying that. You're welcome Mm -hmm. that people feel that. I feel that from you, your authenticity. It's beautiful. Oh, good. Thank you so much, Lisa. You're welcome. I appreciate you taking your time with us today. 
Yes. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to connect with you again. And Me too. Uh, thank you for everything that you're doing. I love it. You're welcome. Enjoy your day in Calabasas. <laughs> you and too in Louisiana, New Orleans, right? That's where that's you are. That's right. That's right. Excellent. Thank you, Helen. All right, Lisa. Bye. Talk to you Bye. soon. Bye. That concludes my show today with Helen Denham. Find her at Helen Denham, D-E-N-H-A-M.com. Y'all follow me on social media. If you're not, NOLA Therapy, N-O-L-A-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y. It stands for New Orleans, Los Angeles Therapy. My two favorite cities that I get to live in, that I choose to live in. What are you choosing? I encourage you to take some time based upon Helen's sharing of her thoughts and mine around what are you choosing for yourself each day? Do you like it? And the things you do, keep them, magnify them, amplify them. The things that you don't, consider getting rid of them, minimizing their effects in your life. And with that, I wish everyone a really awesome Thursday and a great weekend. Bye. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir, only on LA Talk Radio. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.